0: Greetings. Welcome to another episode of the She is Grace podcast. I am your host, Desalyn Hicks. Today, my guest is Andrea M. Stuckey. She is the CEO and founder of Live Life, Love Coaching, a divorce coach, and author of many books, to name one, Suddenly Single, and she's a speaker as well. Welcome, Andrea. How are you today?
1: I'm wonderful. Thank you, Desalyn. Good to be here.
0: You. Yeah. Well, that's great. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here as well. So, What is your experience as a divorcee?
1: Boy, have I had an experience. (laughs) I have actually been divorced twice. And uh, I've been divorced twice in my mid-20s and in my early 40s. And so at this taping, I've been out of my second marriage for 12 years. So... Okay. Yes.
0: So during... I guess so. I, I did not know that. So, doing both divorces, I guess, I, of course, I won't get into details, but was there something different about each one? Uh, maybe the second one, you were more able to uh, overcome some issues that you didn't in the first uh, experience?
1: Uh, yes, they were two very, very different experiences. Uh, and just really briefly, you know, I married uh, my first marriage, I got married at 22. So, it was, you know, I was young, relatively young. And I only knew my first husband for five months before I got married and we were in the military. So anyone who's been in the military kind of understands those dynamics of young military love, if you will. (laughs) Um, And then, um, you know, we were married about five years or so. We can talk about details later Um, and then maybe, you know, two and a half years or so later I remarried, but my second marriage, um, you know, I dated my uh, second husband for, you know, about two years or so, a little over two years, we met in the church. And so the experience for that marriage going into it was very, very different. So they were two totally different experiences.
0: Okay. And again, we can expound on it later, as you said. So why is it important for, uh, what? take that back. Why is it important to help women with divorce or, or separation?
1: You know, it's so interesting because I was actually called, <laughs> called, if you will, um, to this space. It's not something that I had intended to do by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but you know, when God has a plan for your life, you know, you just really have to say yes. And if you don't say yes, you'll have to say yes <laughs> at some point. Um, and mm-hmm. really just through the experiences that I've had through two very, very different, uh, divorces, um, You know, now my passion level to help women is much different. So first off, off, I will say that, you know, after my second marriage, around mm, four, I would say maybe three, maybe about three years after my divorce or or separation, actually, but three years after that marriage, I believe the Lord dropped a title of a book, which is suddenly single, um, you know, into my spirit. And I remember saying, Mm -hmm. you know, Lord, I don't want to write a book. You know, but I actually right. took the title and I put it in my notes in my phone and just kept on living my life. Three years later, at the five year point, if you will, was when I was really um, felt a a leading, if you will, to write the book. And once okay. I said yes, all the other doors began to open in terms of why this would be the route, how different I was led to different people to show me, you know, about writing a book and speaking and all those different things. So I said all that to say, it's just so uh, you know, amazing how God has a hand in in our purpose and plan for our life. Mm -hmm. And many women feel isolated. Many women, especially in the church, right? It's a whole different dynamic if you've been an active participant in the faith. Uh, It can be very difficult. And so that's why I feel it's important to help women basically to know they're not alone, that their experience is not unique to them. And that, you know, even though half of marriages end in divorce, even within the church, that it is a tough transition and society as a whole makes it look like, ah, you get divorced, you know, once you guys, you know, literally move apart, everything just goes back to normal. And that's not the case.
0: And I totally agree with everything you saying, especially when you say women feel isolated. Um, you try to make them feel that they're not alone, that uh, their experience is not unique. And it's a difficult time because, again, I've been through a divorce myself as well. And when I was going through my divorce, I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to. I felt like I felt like a failure. I felt like um, I didn't have anyone. Even though I had my mom, I had my sisters, I had my family. But I still felt alone and I felt like I couldn't share for some reason. I don't know what that was back then, but of course, now I share today. And uh, I could kind of agree with everything you're saying. And um, even in church wise, uh, back then, my old church, many, many years ago, um, I didn't even feel compelled to go to someone to talk to some, someone even then about my divorce or whatever the case is. So I can totally agree with everything you're saying because as women, I think we have so many different emotions. And um, I think today is a different setting, a different time for women. But I believe many years ago, women did not uh, come, well, were, well, we weren't upfront. Uh, are co- forthcoming about our situations. Do you do agree with that?
1: I, I definitely agree. And I'd like to share a really quick uh, experience with you when you sure. talk about the church atmosphere. During my first mm-hmm. marriage, there was infidelity. And when my first husband and I were involved in a, in a church, um, it was a pretty traditional church. We actually went to counseling. And the pastor's wife pulled me aside and said, well, you know, you know how men can be. I said, wow. no, 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 I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> and wow. so, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast, right? But I just- Right, I was going to say that. <laughs> I just wanted to share that, <laughs> that, that, that type of mentality can still be in the church, right. you know, in terms of okay. men and women, that double standard, that oh, it's okay, and that we should just right. sort of suffer in silence. And uh, that, right. you know, long story short, that didn't work for me, but- you know, that's subject. And, and
0: I totally agree. I totally agree with you that that was definitely out of line, out of order. That is not lined up with the Word of God, and that's the key. We have to always go back to, no matter who we're speaking with, does it line up with the will and Word of God? And that does not. That it's okay that you know how men can be. And that is the lie from the pit of hell. It I sure have to is. say that. <laughs> it definitely that. It kind of infuri- infuriates me to, for someone to say that to someone. And we know that this that has been going on for years or whatever in, in certain churches or atmosphere, atmospheres, I'll say, not all churches. Right. But we know that's a lie from the pit of hell. We're I mean, going to just move on from there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the common issue with many divorces?
1: Um, you know, there are many common issues, but what I have found mostly is, um, you know, and a lot of the women that I work with in my coaching practice, and I've been doing this for over six years, uh, there's a commonality, there's, you know, loneliness, a lot of anger and resentment. And, mm. and I, I want to put them all in the same sort of anger, resentment and unforgiveness, I would say would be the top. Um, emotions. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. And what I have mm-hmm. found, because generally I work with, uh, you know, Christian women or believers. And what I have found is that oftentimes as Christian women and believers, we know the word of God. We know what God wants us to do. And when we talk about forgiveness, oftentimes many women say, oh, yes, I, I have forgiven them. I'm fine. I'm moving on, but as we begin to, uh, yes, mm-hmm. as we begin to talk and unpack some things, that mm-hmm. unforgiveness mm-hmm. is still there and that resentment is still there, and so that authentic healing really, really needs to take place in order to be able to move on with our lives. And I'll tell you, I work with women of different in different spaces, from you know newly separated to seven, ten years post-divorce, and this is an area mm-hmm. if I recommend anything to women who've been divorced get your healing you know and it takes time you know it takes time to right, you know? right, right. understand that we're humans there's a there's a process and everyone's experience is different right. and so you know just to say that we've forgiven somebody is not going to you know first of all God knows our heart right <laughs> and second right, of all, right, right, and second of all um, it doesn't serve us in the long run
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, I totally agree because I feel like holding on to wrongdoings or whatever you endured during the marriage, that God, like you said, sees everything. He knows all things. So we have to learn how to trust Him in the process because if we don't, then that's the, like you said, the anger, the bitterness because this person has gone on with their life, probably most likely, and we're still holding on to all these emotions. Um, that's holding us back from God's goodness, I believe. And for me, um, forgiveness for me was really almost right away, instantly, because I was so wrapped up in God's word and scriptures and prayer and allowing God to just uh, take over my life. I was at a... um, a point in my life when I was very really growing, growing closer to God. And I knew it was his will because I got confirmation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh for my divorce, I got confirmation and I knew it was his will. So I'm not gonna say it was easy transition for me. No, it was not, but I know that I had to keep trusting God and looking to him for answers. But I didn't get angry, I didn't get bitter or anything like that. I just said, God, this is your will. I have to trust you in the process. You know for me and my daughters, and that's exactly what I did. But to this day, I still don't hold any um, any um, uh, anger or bitterness or anything toward their dad or whatever the case is. But I love him like I would love like a brother mm-hmm. or a family member because they that's still their father, right? Right, and I believe that God wants us to love our exes. The way he loves us the same way with unconditional love, because as I've told my daughters, if something happened to your you guys' dad, I would be very upset. I'd be very hurt still because that's your father. Right. And not only that, we're examples for our children or adults. Mine's our adults now, right? So we're examples for them as well to let them see that I can still love their dad, even though we're not together anymore.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah. Anything else you want to add?
1: Um. No, I mean, you know, in that in that area, it's just it's, it's just so important as you said, and f- and for me, my prayer when I separated from my second husband was that, you know, Lord, don't make me bitter, number one, and right. let me do the right yes. thing. Help me do the right mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. it was just that simple. Not in Cody Scripture with that part, right, right, but right. just just do the right thing. And so when right, when right. situations and circumstances came up in divorce and proceedings and you know, mm-hmm. we had been married at thirteen years. In those particular situations, I just would ask God, you know, just let me do the right thing. Now, my flesh wanted to do the wrong, <laughs> wrong thing about you No, I mean, because yeah, we really, you know, we can I always make the wrong decisions, but it has served me well. And that's one of the things I want women to know. You may not seem like you're winning at that point. When you make a decision that lines up with the word of God, but in the world or in the natural, it seems silly or it seems stupid, you know, or your family or friends are telling you something different. But when you right. stand on the word, when you do What is right, God honors that, and He blesses you. And in the long run, He is a God of restoration. And anything tangible and intangible that you may have lost, God can and will restore it when you stick with Him.
0: I like everything you just said because it really hit it on the nail. um, Doing the right thing and. Even doing the right thing when no one's looking like the old folks would say back in the day. But I believe also um, looking to God for guidance, like you said, to do the right thing, to make sure we make the right decisions. Because, yes, I did mess up, not towards him, but I messed up along the way going through that process. It wasn't against the person, but it was some other things I was doing outside of that. And I had to realize that, okay, God, I'm having a bad day help me through this day. So like you said, prayer is key. So God help me through this moment, help me through this day to get over whatever I'm feeling. If I'm feeling lonely, if I'm feeling fearful that I can't make it, that I can't do this or I can't do that, that I don't have the energy to be with my doors and I have to trust you even in that. So I think that's key as well is to trust and uh, pray for guidance through the process. So moving on, how do you assist women with rebuilding and defining themselves?
1: Well, I do, you know, I work with them in several different ways, but some of the common ways, because everyone's situation is unique. um, But a lot of times women just need some clarity, you know, where have I come from? Where am I going now? You know, a lot of times as women, especially women over 40, because we're from a different space, oftentimes we have identified ourselves in our relationships, our marriages, right? Um, In our accomplishments of our children. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. when we come out of that, that marriage, we don't really know where we're going we don't know what we you know what we want anymore because we had collective dreams and oftentimes as women Mm -hmm. we put our goals and aspirations on the back burner for our family Um, and so sometimes women just need a lot of clarity in that area oftentimes you know just helping women get a vision for what they see for themselves moving forward you know what do you want now right getting helping them sort of re connect with themselves, you know, in terms of where they are now with all the experiences they've gone through and what they desire for this next chapter of their life. And mm-hmm. then, you know, oftentimes I help them, you know, work with healing and sometimes women want career changes and things of that nature. So there, there are many areas that I help them rebuild and redefine their, their lives through, you know, building up their self-esteem. Some women um, are ready to date again. We talk about that. So those are some of the basic mm-hmm. areas that I cover. And I do all that through coaching wow. courses and, and programs that I offer. Yes.
0: Okay. Wow. So... I'm um, going to do a recap. So you said uh, you helped them with that. Grow. Uh, a lot of times as women, uh, we put our goals and dreams on the back burner. And that is so true as women. I feel like we when we get married, we begin to take on the life of the man's dream. And I'm not saying nothing is wrong with that. But why can't we have both dreams? Right. Why can't we have both? Why why are we not able to secure both dreams, his and hers? And I just feel like to me, it's so, um, I'm going to say selfish, but it's so not right to me that as women, we kind of just... Um, we, we shrink ourselves, yeah, I was Dr. Madeline. Uh, and James yes. told me in my interview with her recently little conversation, um, women shrink themselves. We shrink ourselves for some reason, not wanting to be exposed or seen As the potential that we are, what we could be, we kind of downgrade ourselves and especially in marriages. I know that happens a lot. And then, like you said, once the marriage is over, okay, what do I do now? I mean, you know, that's when you go back to the drawing board. God, what's the vision? What's the vision now? Is it the same vision you gave me 10 years ago or did the vision change? And that's what I had with my mentor. Um, he continued to tell me, OK, what's the vision? What's the vision? You got to you know, know it. you got to think about it. You got to know about it. Well, that's when the book came. Yeah, OK, start writing the book. Mm-hmm. And I think this, we have to be very clear. And also the self-esteem, like you said, is low at that point. Um, trying to heal and get through the process and work through all the emotions and unpack everything that we've gone through and come to a place of peace. Yes. And at this point in my life, at this age, I always tell people, they say, well, what do you do when you, know, you got this going? I said, I trust God for everything. If something bad happens to me, I don't care how bad it is. I know it's his plan. I have to know it's his plan. I don't try to be upset about it. I try to accept it and I try to just move on. If I have some unresolved issues about it, I just continue to pray about it and lean in on him even more because I know it's a part of his plan. And if we accept that this is his plan for divorce, this is what happened. You know, you did what you could in, in the in the process, or in the relationship then you have to just accept it for what it is and move on and, uh, you know, go from there, uh, figure out the vision, like you said, and start a new life, or a new chapter, I would say, in your life. That's what I would say.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. And, it, you know, it's so interesting because when we talk about God's plan, we, you know, God can just take negative situations and experiences and mm-hmm, use them mm-hmm. for good. And, you know, one of the right. things I, I mentioned sometimes is that when, you know, especially in my second marriage, it was 13 years, you know, there were periods where, you know, I was reading a lot of books on being a wife and, and relationships, and you know, all those things, love languages, and, you know, just trying to make it work, right. And so it's kind of, you know, I find it sort of humorous is that I had no idea I'd be in this space. And so all those things that I learned, you know, I've been able to apply as a coach, not only from my experiences, but just having walked through that journey, if that makes sense with, you know, reading those tons of books and things that, you know, so God can take any situation and, turn it out to good and I have seen so many women blessed not by my might but as God has used me and created avenues for me to help women he gets all the glory but he has taken those past experiences right. that I had and allowed me to help other women
0: and also <clears throat> excuse me Also, I've always said that everything that we've been through, that God will recycle it and use it for his good and his glory. And that's why I look at all my experiences and relationships, family, friends, colleagues, no matter what it is, even my own daughters, I always say that, you know, make that statement to say, God's going to use it for his glory, everything I've been through. And he's doing just that. Yes. So I am so elated that um, I've come to a happy medium in my life years ago and I'm living on purpose and I'm doing everything, trying to do everything he asked me to do in the process. So can you um, share advice for women that are going through a divorce right now?
1: Yes. you even I, contemplating,
0: contemplating filing for a divorce as well.
1: Yeah. Well you, know, well, you know, I will say this when it comes to the whole contemplating where they are, uh, when women, you know come to talk to me and they're still actually married. I really try not to get too much involved in that because there's so many pieces um, in relation. I'm glad and, you said and, that. You know, that it's not right. my job to tell you to leave. <laughs> you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. Now, right, right, now, right. now so what I generally suggest is, you know, of course I'll listen to anyone, you know, cause sometimes people just need a listening right. ear. If I need to share an experience, I'll do that. However, I always suggest for an individual, if, well, first of all, as a couple, couples therapy, but if your spouse is not interested in that, then you go get therapy because a lot of times as you begin to heal and you unpack some things about yourself, more right. things can be revealed, right? With, right. Which, and sometimes it's about ourselves, right? Because sometimes we all think right. we're wonderful, right? You know what I'm saying? Of course, of you know. Course. You know yeah. um, so it can definitely help you. But what I, you know, so, so I don't, um, I try to stay away from that. Now, once people have made an actual decision and, you know, they're separated, right. then I can help you move forward. But I have to, you know, I take this space very seriously. That is not something that I'm in a position to do, nor I will I open my mouth mm-hmm. to say that, if that makes sense.
0: Um, and I'm so glad you said that because that is key to allow people to make their own decisions and to make sure I would say that they're praying and asking God for guidance. And as you said, therapy, yeah. that is the key. That one word right there is key to healing because we think we can do it on our own, but we really can't. We just can't. And then I like the fact that you said we think we're good. We think we're so good and we don't do any wrongdoings. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of perfect in a sense until the therapist start to unpack yes. and reveal, like you said, who we truly are, yes. and that is so amazing. When a therapist can unpack everything that you've gone through and say, "Nope, but you're wrong here, and you're wrong here, yes. and you've got to change that negative attitude, or you've got to do this, you got to show your husband more forgiveness," yes. and then all these things start, you know, being revealed to us, and it's like, "Wow, I've been really a bad, not a bad person, but I haven't really been a uh, good wife, right, in a sense, right?" Versus him being who he is, but I didn't. I didn't show love and forgiveness and kindness as well. Yes. So yeah, but go ahead and finish.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, it's just that, um, I mean, that is, like as you were saying, that is just so, so powerful. Um, and you know, so the advice that I give to women really is one, when you get to this space, you got to take a look at yourself, right? You have to be honest with yourself because even as we're talking about when we're in a marriage. Even when we tell our quote-unquote stories, even when our families know part of things that happen, the only people that right. really know everything that has happened is you, your spouse, and God. And we know if you've been exactly. married, there are a lot of things that are untold, mm-hmm. right? There are a ton of things mm-hmm. that are untold,
0: of course. <laughs> right? Uh, of, course. right? And so, of course. And so we have
1: to be honest with ourselves, and there's so much power in self-reflection and being honest with ourselves. And from that space, that's when you can begin to move forward into your healing. But as long as we're in a space of denial, whether it's denial, our actions, yes, yes. our you know, spouse's right. actions or whatever that is, mm-hmm. if is, we're in a state of denial, that's where we're gonna remain stuck. But when we begin to at least start to reflect and be honest, that's when we begin to move forward. And so that's my first piece, piece of advice because that's gonna give you some more clarity, right? And how you wanna move forward. And then second, As a woman, you need to invest in yourself. And when I say invest, I don't mean money. I mean take back what was lost. You're your number one asset. Love on yourself. Care for yourself. You know, re, you know, re, um, you know bring those reinvent yourself Right, reinvent yourself reinvent yourself bring those dreams Mm -hmm. back to the forefront all those old things you wanted to do those hobbies and you know travel whatever it is because it's different for everyone right whether it was right right Right. go back to school or learn a different career right 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 Right. do those things so put this time and energy into you because at the end mm -hmm. at the end of the day we are our number one asset
0: and that is so true and i say write a book if you feel like write your thoughts down and i love the fact that that when i was going through my issues and still to this day i still do this but i journal yes i journal days daily twice a day and even when i'm counseling as well i've always tell you know women hey journal journal pray journal and you know seek god for his guidance And then when you go back and look six months to a year on what you wrote or what you've written, I mean you could just see a big difference on where you've come from and how you've grown in that process. So I like everything you said. Again, you know we have to take a deep dive into ourselves and look at ourselves and look at the woman in the mirror to see who I am at this point and how can I improve? How can I grow? And what mistakes I made? Because yes, I made mistakes too. And and moving forward, even with dating, as you said. How can I maybe do something different the next time around in my my dating period or my dating phase? Or do you just want me just to not date after the divorce for a while to work on myself? Right. So that's the key that we have to ask God. And we can't do anything without him. I say, I mean, nothing without his approval. Um, That's just how I live my life. Nothing without his approval. So again, um, how does a connection with God reflect the outcome on how we can handle divorce?
1: Yeah, I think we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, that relationship. And, you know, mm-hmm. just hearing you talk about, you know, how, um, you know, you look to God for everything. And I feel the same way. We're very similar in that <clears throat> along this journey. And it. but what happens is it takes, depending on everyone's spiritual walk, where they are, it takes Time to get there. You know, I wasn't here 25 years ago, 30 years ago, where I am now. So we have to begin to build our faith up. And so the more that we commune with God and spend time with Him, the stronger we're going to get. And that faith walk, like you were saying, I love what you said about, you know, when things happen, doesn't mean that you don't feel bad or feel a certain way, but you trust God. And it takes, it takes time to get to that level of relationship with God where you, you know, you're like, Hey God, you know, I may not understand this, but you understand this. And to really right. really take your hands off. And that can be in right. our own right. journey, our children's journey, you know, family mm-hmm. members, whatever that may be. And so right. building that relationship really is key and spending time with God in prayer. And then also right. positioning yourself around people who have a like mindset. You know, it's very difficult right. to relationship with God, but if you're around people who are I'm not saying you have to talk about God all the time. I mean, I just do it by myself. Me and God talk all day long, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> me too, I, me too. I don't have, me too. You know, but I don't have to, you know, act super spiritual everywhere I go, if that makes sense. Right, 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 but I, right, right, right. Like-minded women, like-minded individuals. And as they learn, they impart into you as well. And that helps build your relationship with God and strengthen you along such a very difficult journey.
0: Right. And you know, that's my prayer every day to God, would build people, uh, women around me that, that are like minded, like mind, have a, the likeness of the same mindset that I have. And that's been my prayer for years to make sure that I'm surrounding myself with women. And that are on one accord that can we can build each other up and help each other in whatever aspect of our lives that we may need encouragement or or we may need your advice on something or whatever it is. And that'll continue to be my prayer for the rest of my life, that I will be around the people that God has ordained to be in my life. Yes. And that's the key. It really is. And I'm like you, I didn't just arrive here overnight to the trust in God and, and whatever goes in my life. It took years of experiences, nice. relationships from women, men, you know, job uh, situations, all kind of whatever junk and stuff. until God, just here I am on the finished product today. But of course I didn't get here overnight either. And then with prayer with, uh, you know, doing what he asked me to do as well in ministry, the book, the podcast, whatever it is. But again, you know, it wasn't
1: overnight like
0: you as well. It's a process, right? It's a process. It is.
1: It's a process. And his hit, the history of his blessings, because the mm-hmm. more we see God come through in those tough times, we can recall that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Lord, right. okay. I remember when I was in this particular situation, you didn't let me down. So if you didn't let right. me down then, 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 and then, mm-hmm. you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Then yeah. I can rest my right. head sure when I laid out at night that whatever it is, you got me covered. I may not understand how you're going to do it. I don't, I mean, I understand how it mm-hmm. happened, mm-hmm. but, and so when mm-hmm. God just that track record of his blessings and, and as you were talking right. earlier about journaling, that's powerful too, because when you write those things down, you get to look back as well. The blessings, the challenges, how, you, right. how you were feeling right. at the time, but how your, your faith builds right. up over time.
0: And that is so very, very true. Um, Being able to journal, like I said before, but I like the fact that you said also um, through experience that we get, to, we, we, we arrive because God, you did it before. We I know you'll do it again. I've seen this before God. Yes. Uh, I think Kirk Franklin has a song. I can't think of the name of the song, but it, it's talking on the same terms. Hey God, you did it before. I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. And so I'm go- not going to react to this the same way I did last time or 10 times before that. Right. I'm going to just stand still and trust you and stand on your word and stand on your promises right. that you're going to get me out of this again. Are you going to handle this situation for me so I can go to sleep at night because God, I know you up 24 yes. seven. I always tell my daughters that I said, honey, we can go to sleep at night after we pray because we know God is, is in control and he's going to handle it. Now he may not handle it the way we see fit or when we, or what we thought maybe in our minds, but he's going to handle it the best way. So we got to just trust him at that. Yes. Oh, this is good. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> okay. So, um, what cor- courses do you offer and provide on your website, please, if you want to share that?
1: Sure. Um, you know, I kind of rotate them at different points of the year, but one of my uh, top or most popular, I have what's called the div- okay. Divorce to Destiny Academy. It's a 12-week group coaching program. Um, and generally those women have been out of their marriage for um, at least a year. And so throughout okay. those 12 weeks, we cover everything, basically, you know, boundaries, we talk about dating, we mm-hmm. talk about all those things. And then at the last portion of those 12 weeks, we talk about identifying gifts, purpose, and strategies for them moving into their quote unquote destiny, if you will. So that's a very powerful 12 week program. Um, Of course, I do one on one coaching. Um, I also certify divorce coaches. So so for women who are interested in um, becoming a life coach, but you know, their niche, if you will, is for divorced women. um, I do that. And that's an eight week program as well. Um, I have courses on building self esteem, dating. Uh, Yeah. So those are some of the most popular.
0: Wow. That's a lot. So Andrea, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Can you please share your social media and your website platforms, please.
1: Absolutely. Um, my website is Andrea com. Andrea m S-T-U-C-K-E-Y dot com. My Facebook group where I have a separated divorced women is called Divorce Women Unite. And you can join that community. Those who are listening, if they're you know divorced, doesn't matter what stage of divorce, but you can go to divorced com, and I can be found on all social media platforms at divorce underscore coach seven.
0: All right, great. But thanks again for being on the She Is Grace podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been a great time.
0: You're also welcome. I had a great time as well. So thank you uh, for tuning in today to to the She Is Grace podcast. Please consider purchasing my book, A Few Steps Away from Victory, Choosing to Walk in Divine Purpose, which can be purchased on Amazon, Goodreads, Barnes & Noble, and many other book platforms. So today was a day of sharing about divorce. So my little last nugget would be on forgiveness, that we should trust God in the forgiveness process by by forgiving the other person. So with that being said, uh, we need to ask God to enable us to lay aside our anger and resentment, because as a part of the decision to move forward in grace, make a habit to pray about the person that hurt you, and then we can seek God for forgiveness as well. So thanks again for tuning in and always live your truth unapologetically. Peace and blessings.